so I'm back in Mumbai and it's Diwali here. Nice. So, uh, listeners, y'all can expect firecrackers in the background. <laughs> okay. And uh, how is Diwali in London? Ah, good question. There is. There, there is something called as the fireworks festival, which, which could pass as Diwali. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there, there was a. I mean, of course, Diwali is a festival which is very Indian, so it's not celebrated to that extent here. Although London has a lot of uh, Indian communities, so there was last week a celebration at Trafalgar Square, uh, which was organized by the mayor of London. Effectively, it was a concert. uh with indian songs but british dancers <laughs> or it might be like other nationals i don't know that's the best diwali thing that i've had now it was the best the best i mean <laughs> the, the best in london the sarcasm with it is that it's the only thing that i've also had so okay yeah so um during undergraduate years mm-hmm. you were in ashoka right so mm-hmm. in ashoka did you do you used to come back to mumbai during diwali uh no i didn't So how was Diwali away from home for last 4 years? Um okay so then there needs to be something that need to be mentioned first. I have I have never really celebrated Diwali in my life. I mean first thing to note is that I'm not a Hindu which means it's not a thing of the family. So for mm-hmm. me Diwali is a thing of friends not of family. So you never burst crackers as well. I have burst crackers once or twice in my life but that's more than Yeah that that's basically it. Um and why just one sort of twice did you not enjoy crackers? I suppose if you would have enjoyed bursting crackers enough you would have forced your parents to buy crackers for you in your childhood. Okay I don't remember if I enjoyed them or not but I certainly have the distinct memory of my parents uh denying me to purchase crackers and stuff like that. In extreme childhood after that even like ever since environmental consciousness has kicked in I in myself have also never felt of uh never felt of uh, bursting crackers but uh, my parents when when i did like i was very small and when i used to like ask my parents for crackers they they used to like explicitly deny so both both your questions are sort of don't apply because a i probably didn't enjoy and b i probably didn't have like even if i forced i didn't get them okay so let's leave diwali for uh-huh. now like in general for festivals what do you think is the difference between living at your house uh, with your parents uh-huh. and living in a hostel what difference does it make for festivals and india is full of festivals again the uh, festivals for me have never been a thing of the family i don't know if there are any festivals that we celebrate as such no absolutely not yeah but uh, like for example in christmas there used to be a christmas party in school and there used to be a diwali party in school <laughs> and all of that which means that holiday of course and then chocolates and ice creams uh, so festivals mean that to me of course holi also um, uh, it used to be celebrated by others like friends and uh, everyone and i used to splash water and stuff not intense holi but like you know decent holi types but yeah I, festivals for me have just meant for the most part food uh, and get togethers and i remember in colleges like parties like dj parties i'm sure it means a lot more to you did you go to the dj parties in your college uh did i go to my D- oh, yeah i did occasionally yes oh, i did not expect that from you i thought you would be just sitting in your room well you know the f- you know that i dance decently well so oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why not it's also a chance to like connect with people I know that it's a chance to connect with people but I don't think concerts or parties is the best way to connect to these people. In fact, I would really hate to beat up a person or talk to a person 
in loud spaces yeah yeah i mean you certainly don't talk but what happens is that once you have danced with someone the next day when you met them there's a sense of familiarity with that person and that can spark a conversation it's not literally in the dance floor that conversations happen and that's especially true with other forms of dances which are more social like i'm learning salsa here and uh, that dance is meant to trigger a social bond like it it's it is a social dance and obviously nothing much happens on the dance floor in terms of talking because well there's music on but there's a sense of familiarity that you develop with that person that you have danced with and the next time you meet them there's that 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 acknowledgement that oh we have danced together hmm. yeah you know i hate dancing uh-huh. i hate to dance as well as i hate seeing dance i don't really? see the fun really? in seeing people dance you don't like yeah. you know, not even performances like in any form no. of dance no none a few maybe a few maybe but like 95% of dance performances even those performed by professionals i don't find it fun to watch them mm that's strange why do you think that is see um, not everyone can appreciate art right like say Fair. for example take paintings mm-hmm. not everyone is going to see the art behind the paintings or what is so great about this painting mm-hmm. you need a certain kind of background some understanding about art to appreciate mm-hmm. it i think that could be the same thing happening mm-hmm. like i see so when i see the performances i just see people throwing their hands and legs off <laughs> in some directions on beats uh-huh. i don't see what is so great about it mm-hmm. and if it is about just strength or your balance like i would see gymnastics or i would see weightlifting what is so special about doing all that in beat uh-huh. i mean that's a very valid ex- ex- uh, very valid excuse that every art form requires some sort of uh, like in order to appreciate an art form you need some sort of a background but uh, what's surprising to me is that you're saying that you don't like any form of dance and it's it's not just doing but seeing uh, now i could imagine if you say that for a classical dance because it does require a lot of understanding to appreciate uh, but you know uh, just to have an analogy with music uh, you might not appreciate the most classical pieces of music ever produced but if someone says to me that they don't like any type of music at all that sounds a little uh, it's not untrue because i should trust that person but <laughs> but it sounds a little bit to me that there is an inherent sense in music and dance which other art forms like spe- more specialized art forms don't have even paintings for example like uh, a good drawing is certainly will capture your attention right yes, or will it not true. so th- that's what i'm saying yeah. you might not be able to appreciate the nuances of da vinci's uh, <laughs> the last supper but just the fact that it's looking good any painting it doesn't have to be da vinci's uh i think you can capture that and that's what i'm saying with dance also like there's a sense of emotion that's evoked with coordinated movement and flow of the body and are you telling me you don't get all of that i think the answer is no for me uh huh um i'm interested in um like how much of is any of it coming from the fact that you yourself don't consider yourself a good dancer see i haven't danced for last few years now <clears throat> okay that 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 obviously assumes that you have danced before that yes yes i have danced <laughs> before that but like because i haven't danced for last so many years i don't really think i will be any good at it mm-hmm. so i i must be a bad dancer and because i hate dancing i'm not really sure mm-hmm. i won't dance any time right um yeah i mean see what the problem with this argument is see what i said was that there could be a possibility that there is something you need to understand about it to enjoy it mm-hmm. 
or to see the beauty behind it mm-hmm. but i have seen people who don't know anything about dance but they just love dancing and they love seeing people dance mm-hmm. so as you said that for those people there must be some emotion that is being evoked by some coordinated moves yeah. on beats yeah yeah and that isn't happening for me like say for example mm-hmm. let me think of an example say for example tomorrow running is a form of art mm mm-hmm. and people are running in different styles different speeds etc mm-hmm. so some people might see some emotion being evoked by seeing some person running mm-hmm. that could be a possibility mm-hmm. but for you and me at least for now we don't see that emotion right you run however you want you run however fast you want you run however gracefully you want mm-hmm. but there's no emotion being evoked similar is the case with me for dancing like yes you are you have coordinated moves you are graceful your expressions are great you are on time whatever you are doing looks difficult as well mm-hmm. and it looks impressive but i don't see the point of it i mean uh, in the, in the running example that i that you gave i think you are putting the horse before the cart there uh, it's not as if art eventually takes shape that it evokes emotion in some people and then it, the circle grows with more understanding art is supposed to evoke emotions right from the get go So that's why running is not an art form. I mean even today people will have different running speeds and different styles and all of that but we don't sit there and admire many people running. So what what you're saying is like there are only going to be these many art forms in the world and there are not going to be any new form of art form? Um no not really. Uh you can always have art form that combines and mixes so there are infinite permutations and combinations possible. But every art form is common in the sense that it it speaks to the soul directly so to speak, right? In fact art is used as therapy also in a lot of contexts. So the the ability of art to speak to your heart directly is at the crux of it. So then that's why sports are not art forms. Like you you could like I mean today everything people just have that buzz phrase that everything is an art form and but um in in this definition that it uh, speaks to your heart directly. I think art does differ from other activities like cooking or sports. although i think cooking can still be like you could pass that as an art form in some cases why can't we consider sport as art like i i think sports can be considered art as well but now this is the first time i'm thinking about this as to why sports is not an art uh-huh um and i don't understand the difference between yeah i mean i think the reason for that is there's no clear definition and there's no clear demarcation so for example if you're playing sport and then say you you have created this brilliant strategy on field and you score a goal with that strategy you could say like that was a piece of art like that's fine i guess but then i think we need to be careful about how we are defining art uh and yeah if by what i was saying if you keep evoking emotions at the center of it and i don't really mean evoking emotions in the sense of people should have like extreme bursts of pleasure or something while looking at art but uh this quality that it speaks to emotions directly uh speaks to intuitions directly rather than through this filter of say a lot of rationality i think that is at the crux of what art is and i don't i don't think sports necessarily is not an art form but it's not the first thing that comes to my mind when i have emotions at the center art is also okay, so- sorry i was just saying art is also like the vehicle of culture like the salience that people attribute to their sur- surroundings and all of that is captured through art uh so there's a lot of holistic speaking to emotions that's going on it's not just like i'm angry and that i'm expressing my anger through art but it's also like <laughs> whole sorts of environmental um what should i call situations and states 
that are captured through pieces of yes, art. Yes. Yeah. Time and culture are being captured through art and are reflected in the art of the time and place. Correct. Cool. Correct. So till now you were seeing dance as an art form right mm-hmm. now let's talk about actually dancing okay. what do you think is so fun about actually dancing um right so, i mean are we on the same page if i say that music is uh, fun right yes music is fun so mu- totally. the music is a part of dance let's just start with that uh, cool i mean i don't i don't know the like, actual reason but it's just fun I, i'm sure there could be like an evolutionary argument that that can be put forward as to why dance is fun uh but uh like just regardless of that if i talk about my subjective personal experience it's just you go and you move your body in with rhythm and uh in case of salsa you move it with a person and both are coordinated and then you sort of make a complicated move and then it all works out in flow in time and that gives pleasure so the overall package of rhythm and complicated movements and everything working out all of that is super fun but some some of the essential things you said for example complicated moves and doing it with person mm-hmm. and those moves being coordinated mm-hmm. i think these all just fail when you are in a concert or when you are uh, in a dj night so mm-hmm. how do you apply this rationalization to these scenarios right so i mean uh, yeah uh, so i'm i'm guessing when you're thinking of dj nights you're thinking of our usual school college parties right which is like fair but um there are also like specialized events like for example uh, like there are specialized say salsa nights and then the music that's going to be played will be thematic you are going to be expected to do social dancing there not like bollywood or something uh okay so let's not take that case right those are like specialized events uh-huh. let's just see let's just argue for the case which is most common these days like there is just music playing that could be any music yeah people are just going in there for dancing and people can pay you money uh-huh. to get that music and the environment and the stage for dancing yeah so i don't particularly think that club dancing is an art form i just think it can it's be fun n- it's not That's an it. art form yeah. yeah it's not an art form that i think i've already established this uh-huh. that we are moving on beyond correct, art correct safe just a lay person goes and feels like dancing and the uh-huh. lay person enjoys uh-huh. dancing why does that lay person feel that fun yeah i think i think we are going too much into i think the answer is very simple that moving to rhythm is pleasurable that's it i don't think there's anything more to add to that uh of course uh you need to have the rhythm that you are liking the songs i mean you should generally like the songs uh, which i particularly don't like uh in clubs uh the songs that are played and um but like the gist of it is that if you move your body in rhythm that's just pleasurable that's it okay so i think what i can conclude from this is that it's just not pleasurable for me to move my body uh, around <laughs> in rhythms no <laughs> i don't think you should conclude that this is what i think you should conclude um so what i suggest is uh, take a piece of music that you actually enjoy and then just try to go with the rhythm like let your body move with the rhythm you don't have to do any steps per se and that is dance enough like that's that's the roots and you will find it pleasurable because hey, you like the music and then your be your body is moving on its own uh which it will of course because there's some sort of a resonance effect or whatever you want to call it again i don't want to go into any theoretical explanatory uh-huh. side of it because it's not supposed to be that way but point being you will enjoy it because your music is what you like you're moving your body and all of that so that is that is the roots of why dance is pleasurable and i do think that you would have those roots as well even though those might not be tapped till now 
No, no. I think my conclusion still holds true because I've been in many concerts. I am a music lover, right? Uh-huh. And I've been in many concerts uh-huh. and I like music uh-huh. of all types, all genres. I can listen to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can listen to classical music as well as rock mm-hmm. uh, all the way up to metal. Mm-hmm. So I've been to many concerts, mm-hmm. classical as well as metal, rock. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. Uh, say for example uh, in rock bands and all mm-hmm. especially the hindi ones mm-hmm. uh, they will want you to sing the song mm-hmm. they think that is what is supposed to be which i don't agree with mm-hmm. so i will never sing the song mm-hmm. they will want you to move your hands up in the air mm-hmm. along with the rhythm mm-hmm. they will want you to clap in rhythm mm-hmm. which i don't find pleasurable at all i just want to go there and listen to the music and that's all mm-hmm. the most movement i would be comfortable will be just tapping my feet and that's it nothing more mm-hmm. i don't even like to clap to rhythm because it's just not pleasurable to me i've seen so for example in metal uh, concerts uh, there's a lot of head banging going on mm-hmm. i might just shake my head a little mm-hmm. along with the beats <laughs> and i really enjoy the music uh-huh. i super super enjoy the music mm-hmm. and i'm really into the music but then if i start shaking my head vigorously mm-hmm. or i start jumping i i i, lo- I lose the track of the music mm-hmm. and for me to get pleasure out of music i have to really pay attention to it mm-hmm. so it just seems distracting moving your body while concentrating on the music I love classical concerts because they do not expect you to clap they don't expect you to jump they don't expect you to wave your hands etc mm-hmm. if you just want to appreciate the performance at the end of every song you can just clap and that's it that mm-hmm. is how you show your respect and appreciation that's and they don't expect anything from you while they are performing mm-hmm. so i quite enjoy classical concerts for that one reason yeah i mean see uh, even though i like dance if i go to a classical music concert i would not be tempted to dance there so <laughs> there is always a time and place for dancing um, but you have to also remember like the music that is uh, played in classical music concert like pure music concert is the same music that's played in a classical dance concert like fundamentally those musics are the same uh, uh-huh. so you can see how that music is exporting itself into a like it's creating grounds for a dance performance naturally but but i mean i completely agree with you like for example music enjoyment can be a totally separate thing than dance enjoyment there's not two ways about it i think your just conclusion is just a little to skipping some boats like just to label yourself as someone who just doesn't like dance is a little too much like certainly you're not dancing a lot at this point and you feel awkward perhaps um super awkward yeah so but uh, you know there might be other factors like the fact that there are people around and then you have not danced before you have your own image of yourself blah 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 so many things that could stop you from dancing and you're drawing the conclusion that hence you don't enjoy dance maybe yeah that's that's my guess so here's here's the task for you i i suggest you join a dance <laughs> class of your favorite music choice and dance choice give it a month and then let's speak a month yeah okay maybe <laughs> big task homework <laughs> the next big thing which i was thinking for myself like uh-huh. going into a territory in which i have never stepped in was uh-huh. drama i was uh-huh. looking for a for, forward for drama okay, okay. i am a person considered to not give any expressions i am an expre- <laughs> i have an expressionless face <laughs> your poker face I uh, I think that resonated well with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I laughed because uh just that phrasing uh but Okay. Yeah, I mean I I it's relatable, let's say. Yeah, so uh, I've been told this before that people cannot gauge anything whatever I'm thinking uh while they are seeing my face mm-hmm. and during one training for my NGO mm-hmm. they say that you have to be expressive as a mentor when you're mentoring a child. Mm-hmm. 
and you cannot keep your child or youth guessing mm-hmm. as to what his mentor or her mentor is thinking about mm-hmm. so i was advised to work on my expressions <laughs> during that session okay. okay in any case so that is why i had thought that drama could be one place i should go into and there is so much to learn mm-hmm. and just it, it would be a fun new interesting project mm-hmm. in any case but now that you say dance i think i should work on my serious problems for <laughs> no it's not a problem certainly i mean see uh, i'm not saying that you everyone should enjoy dance like that's not the claim the claim is more fundamental in the sense of it just like it it seems to me too strong a claim to make that you will absolutely enjoy no form of dance at all you know there's a difference between that you need not see the thing- take up dance that's fine and you need not yeah. possibly appreciate every dance form but just like there is no dance in the world that has moved you is a little off putting see i think i can appreciate dance with some learning uh-huh that is okay uh-huh like i think that is the true reason why i don't appreciate dance uh-huh. but about dancing myself uh-huh. why don't i enjoy dancing the things you said that It, there might be some other reasons uh-huh. reasons like people are watching i'm not great at dance i've mm-hmm. made a self image that ruan does not dance etc etc mm-hmm. i think these things are worth exploring and by pursuing this i think i can put myself in an uncomfortable situation yeah. which will allow me to grow that will be my reason for taking up dance or trying dance oh yeah i completely agree like in fact i can give you an example that's very relatable so i don't necessarily consider myself like i consider one of my weaknesses to be assertiveness like i'm not very assertive when required or as assertive as required uh and which i've improved in the last few months etc but i think dancing helps me with that uh, especially uh social dancing uh, because there are instances in which you need to take lead if you are the leader uh, which guys usually are and uh, you know just that physical lead taking lead of a dance and there's no like excuses in real life you would be just like lots of excuses you'll make and then uh, you'll be all fumbly with stuff when you need to be assertive and uh, that sort of has taught me assertion in a very simplistic uh, bodily level and i think that confidence does translate into real life and i can take that lead uh, in small situations wherever needed especially when things are awkward or you know it's a matter of a relationship and all of that like it's easy to be assertive when you're the leader like if you're leading an organization and you have that position of power but it's difficult to be assertive when there are situations in which you don't necessarily have a natural power advantage or a power position but it is helpful for the situation and the well-being of people that you take some lead and uh, you know dancing has helped me with that to whatever extent it has right mm-hmm. right so um mm-hmm. now that we are on the topic of concerts have you uh-huh. been to any concert recently recently yeah ah uh, let me think i mean yeah the, i think this diwali thing counts as a concert so yes so have you noticed the number of people who are recording the concerts um no that is not particularly what i've noticed in the last few concerts i have attended i've seen just almost everyone recording the concert and really? not just one or two minutes or not just one small performance of the entire concert there mm-hmm. was this one person i saw in the concert who recorded starting to end every bit of it the mm-hmm. entire time he was looking into his mobile he was doing some facebook live i don't know who who is who was paying for him for that live broadcast on facebook he <laughs> has paid for that concert he has put in money and be the fact that he has come in giving some money i am assuming he liked the music being played by the performers mm-hmm. but all his attention was in his mobile whether 
the frame is correct whether what people are commenting uh-huh. and whether it is being recorded well and that was so it it felt very weird and it i felt sad for that person that <laughs> yeah you are Other missing such are a making... great atmosphere uh-huh. and almost all of them took out their phone at some point of time in the concert uh-huh. to record uh-huh. something or to update their statuses on whatsapp and facebook which i think is really sad yeah and i think that is a very sad state of affairs and a wrong direction we are moving into another argument i've heard is like uh-huh. the people who have not recorded for the entire concert i will mm-hmm. ask them why are you recording in the first place you're missing out the stuff which you paid mm-hmm. for so uh-huh. his, his argument was no i'm just recording the good ones the good songs so i said those are the exact songs you should be listening to instead of being attentive to your phone mm-hmm. right you you are trying to capture the best moments in your phone whereas you should capture them in your life in your experience mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh, as funny as this topic is it it touches on the most uh, deepest issues of where we place our attention i mean uh, it's it's just uh, unfortunate i would also agree with you i mean i'm not particularly against recording stuff or capturing like photographs or videos uh, but if someone is doing that throughout the concert and their attention is completely in the sort of likes that they're getting or the comments that they're getting uh, then they clearly themselves are not a part of the concert which they've paid for and that's just unfortunate because they have they're not getting what they intended to get or maybe maybe it's a little more complicated than that because maybe they did intend to just record it and put it on facebook like maybe they have nothing to do with the music as such as much as they want social capital right i did not consider this before talking to you about this that they might not be interested in the concert in the first place they were there just to increase their social status by letting everyone know that they attend such concerts and it does not have to be conscious intention to not be interested in the music of course when you're going to post on facebook you will be something like i'm enjoying the music so much that will be your status update but uh, somewhere down the line uh, we know that we are motivated by all these social unconscious desires and uh, this could be one of them like yeah how disciplined are you when it comes to mobile phones or constantly keeping an eye on the notifications you're getting on your mobile phones Ah, right. Good question. Again, uh, so I have like there are very few apps that can send notifications to me, and email, WhatsApp, Facebook are certainly not one of them. Uh, not even WhatsApp. Not even WhatsApp. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, but I think whenever I do open my phone, there's a muscle memory that checks WhatsApp or email. Not email as much, but WhatsApp and Messenger a little. So I'm. I mean, I'm. Are you on Instagram? Okay, no, I'm not. I mean, I have an account, but I don't do anything on it. Okay, it's not even an app that I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I won't say I'm like really good with this because um to get really good with this, you need a certain level of maintenance. Also, it's just not turning off notifications that's gonna fix it. Ah, uh, but ah uh, something like a daily meditation routine and daily some healthy rituals that you stick to so that you keep your mind ah uh, out of the influence of these temptations. uh i'm not that good like i will check my phone here and there when i sh- shouldn't be really uh but it's it's not very bad either it's not like i'm constantly bugged by notifications so yeah that's the state of me 
see in my case even i turn off notifications for many apps uh-huh. but whatsapp is not one of them because many important messages personal ones come to my whatsapp mm-hmm. say for example if i get a personal message rohan are you ready for dinner mm-hmm. or are you coming for dinner mm-hmm. or rohan i need this from you right now mm-hmm. these messages are going to come on whatsapp and i think those are important ones mm-hmm. so what i instead do is i will just stop the notifications for groups mm-hmm. i am in Mm-hmm. in the whatsapp mm-hmm. but the personal ones do come and i get a notification from mm-hmm. whatsapp mm-hmm. but leaving whatsapp aside and the calls and sms mm-hmm. leaving these three aside i don't get any notifications on my mobile phone mm-hmm. not even your task manager <laughs> oh task manager <laughs> uh, you'll make me cry <laughs> no see i used todoist premium for a year uh-huh. i loved it uh-huh. i think it was kind of life changing uh huh and it really improved my life and it was worth it uh-huh. but i think it's too expensive mm-hmm. giving 2500 for a year for the premium features mm-hmm. the second thing is i am not earning yet mm-hmm. i am living off my parents money mm-hmm. and asking them for such a huge amount mm-hmm. which is a one time payment mm-hmm. and that to something which is not physical it's a app mm-hmm. it's an app yeah 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 and it it will be difficult for me to make them understand how uh-huh. important that app is and what is the value of that app right, so i just right. don't want to get into that argument right right so it does not feel correct to ask <laughs> for such a huge amount yeah. for an app i did right. start looking for alternatives but uh-huh. none of them have really right. met my expectations right right so uh-huh. about task managers that is the case like uh, no notifications of task managers Because what i do now is one. just i put Yeah. So no, I have one, but it's not premium. Oh, right. Yeah, I just used to do it, but it's not premium subscription. Right. So I don't get reminders uh-huh. anyway. Right, right. I just put it in there and just the fact that you get reminders mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference. That's true. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm no task manager. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I See, mean, I for, told you you'll make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> for me the two two things that are most commonly giving me notifications are calendars and omnifocus so that's basically it so how do you manage not being available on whatsapp all the time don't you have important conversations these small things that are conveyed to you through whatsapp so first of all i told you i do check it it's not as if it's not checked it's just manually checked all the time yeah so but someone might have some important message right say for example uh-huh. today at 6 pm i tell you can we record at 8 pm uh-huh. and you might be free at that time uh-huh. but because you're not getting that notification say you are out with a friend uh-huh. or you're out on a walk or you're doing something related to your studies mm-hmm. you're not going to get it immediately you will get it sometime but by that time the time will be will be passed mm-hmm. so don't you find such situations in your life yeah i do and i very voluntarily uh like very voluntarily avoid them i mean as i said i do check it and i've never felt as if i missed out on something till now and this this has been on for years like i've never had whatsapp notification for years so i've never felt the need also to have notifications there yeah plus 2 hours is too short a notice to change so in this case in this example there was something i wanted from you but the uh-huh. role could be reversed right you might need something which i am trying to give you say for example uh-huh. i just had a call from this professor and this professor mm-hmm. has told you to get in touch with him Now you would mm-hmm. say that in that it is so urgent person should directly call you mm-hmm. but again i don't really want calls i really hate talking on mm-hmm. the phone mm-hmm. 
and the other problem is in my hostel room there's no network so if i have to mm-hmm. listen to clearly or if i want to communicate something clearly to someone mm-hmm. i have to get out of my room so that is again extra step so mm-hmm. i just want people to please just text me on whatsapp for whatever you have to say i'll be available 24/7 on whatsapp <laughs> just don't call me in these cases i am the beneficiary mm-hmm. so something someone is giving me right right as i said i mean if there's anything that is of urgent and if it's urgent enough to merit a call then a call should be made now in the cases that you are saying which is not urgent per se but like still good say for example someone has brought some sweets in his or her room uh-huh. and they're calling you uh, like they just put a text in the group say for example uh-huh. i have even muted the group so i miss out on such opportunity someone just posts in the group see uh-huh. that hey guys i've brought some sweets anyone who wants to join is welcome yeah. right now Yeah, and till the time you get the notification and go to that person's room, the sweets are already over. Yeah. So missing out on these small yeah, things. Yeah. So of course you're gonna miss out on something in exchange for the benefits that you're intending. So I'm not saying there's no trade-off, and it's a what is it is zero sum. Like you lose out on something. You're accepting that loss for all the benefits to attention and mental sanity that you're receiving. Like I'm I'm not looking at like thousand spam messages in exchange of giving away one message that was useful. Like I mean, I've done a lot of serious amount of caregiving, so I have received a lot of urgent calls. So one thing is clear to me that if people want to reach me in urgent situations, there are thousand ways. <laughs> uh, so the urgency argument doesn't apply at all for me, at least. Even for the urgency argument, the the example you gave, someone needed you, uh-huh. because I am more concerned about. instances where i need someone if i don't get that notification or i am not informed about something mm. i am going to be the person who is losing out uh-huh. so i'm mainly concerned about those scenarios the fact that the thing about urgency or on point that if it is urgent enough people will somehow get to you mm-hmm. and e- and those urgent scenarios also are like once in a blue moon is it worth it to ruin your months of sanity for that one urgent mm-hmm. time which might occur say once in 6 months or something mm-hmm. i mean as i said it's 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 both ways it's not as if uh if someone needs me then they'll find me it's also like if i need someone i'll find them so it it if you if you, if the situation is urgent enough you can do anything trust me there are just so so many ways call just being one of them like i mean there are always for example mutual friends you can get to them um right there's always like whatsapp calling that gives notification regardless like it's drinks mm. um there are many ways you can get attention i have never felt i didn't have whatsapp for the longest while and still people reach to me fine so yeah i i, I don't see any particular harm in not having notifications like no major losses of course there are losses but that's fine yeah about you not using whatsapp for a very long time i remember that we had an argument of sorts uh-huh. about how not using whatsapp is making trouble for others mm-hmm. who want to contact you and i think we had an episode recorded a few years back on this yeah. say for example you are visiting a person uh-huh. uh, after a long time uh-huh. can you control your urge to check your mobile in such cases i think it totally depends on the person and the interaction that i'm having oh <laughs> yeah i mean think about it as if you are it doesn't necessarily have to be a close person like if even if you meet someone who you are say attracted to say like uh, like in my case it would be a girl right that you won't even think of checking your phone but Uh, on the opposite side it might be the closest person and sometimes you're just like whatever let's check phone so see yeah in the case where you are you don't feel like checking i don't think we are arg- i am arguing for that case anyway uh-huh. 
there are instances where you know you have met this person you are meeting this person after a long time uh-huh. and uh, you're not going to meet this person again mm-hmm. for a long time so yeah. it does it makes sense to give that person your full attention uh-huh. and you want to uh-huh. be very attentive and in in the moment uh-huh. and then if you have the urge firstly do you have the urge and if you do have the urge do you then control it right um i try not to use my phone when i'm with friends generally period like forget about if it's a after a long time or if it's just yesterday uh, especially if i'm talking to a friend with the intention of having a conversation like a meaningful conversation rather than just like blabbering in between and doing something else especially if we have set the intention that we are having a good meaningful conversation right now so i will totally make all efforts to not to pay full attention to them and by default that means like not by default but automatically that means that i'm not checking my phone so it's like for example this conversation we are we are intending to have a conversation here right so my phone is not around me or you don't keep your phone around you yeah i don't have my phone around me yeah i am unable to do this say uh, for example now my phone is just beside my laptop when uh-huh. i'm recording my uh-huh. audio mm-hmm. so i cannot keep my phone away from me mm-hmm. it's just that if what if someone calls me what is someone something urgent which pops up also there is this added layer that i am at home and my parents might call mm-hmm. whereas you are not at home mm-hmm. and you can always like there cannot be anything urgent that people want you want from you but in any case i think every time we have rec- recorded i have kept my mobile besides the laptop and the led notifications are really annoying like uh-huh. i can see some led notifications i know that there are some uh, messages on on my whatsapp uh-huh. and it is difficult to control myself like i haven't seen or used mobile phones in, in any of my recordings uh-huh. but there is certainly that struggle going on in my mind yeah yeah so i mean if the phone is so near you then it's obviously more difficult to resist yourself than to just not have the option to check now for the instances that you mentioned that people might call me i mean i do expect a call from my parents around this time so they can still come but it will still ring and i'll still go and get it by it's not around me i don't mean it's like in a locker somewhere else it's just not in my immediate vicinity so is it on the silent mode yeah it is always on the silent mode and i have never keep my it phone. is always on yeah. the silent mode yeah <laughs> that is interesting yeah Very the only sound that i hear from my phone is my alarm wow Yeah, yeah. I find the WhatsApp typing also so annoying. The typing sound? Yeah, no, no I disable that sound. Yeah, yeah. I I just find sounds annoying unless I have explicitly asked for a sound. No, there are sometimes when I am really really bored and I want huh? something to do and I want people to contact me so that I can have a conversation. <laughs> or make some plans with some people so in, in those cases uh-huh. i think i will just keep it on like it will yeah, not be on yeah. silent mode but in yeah. yeah but see that is the same thing as in expecting a sound right so that's fine i mean i would probably enable it for some time but um, i think keeping the phone on the silent mode is a very good peace of mind strategy generally in normal circumstances i think for me personally just turning off notifications for all my apps except the few i am just mentioned mm-hmm. i think that has worked wonders for me yeah or i think nowadays mm-hmm. people have hundreds of apps on their mm-hmm. phone and all of these apps want your attention apps mm-hmm. like paytm apps like flipkart yeah, mintra amazon amazon music mm-hmm. these people are sending you notifications like it's so annoying and i think <laughs> the more annoying part of it is like the sound is same and you you think that it will be a whatsapp message from ah, someone yeah, but it turns so <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. turns out some offer from paytm it <laughs> is so annoying <laughs> no yeah yeah oh yeah yeah completely agree so that that could also be a very good reason to like at least block all notification from these apps 
Yeah. You know what these companies have started doing now? They're sort of expecting people will not get notifications in some way or the other. And now they're sending email notifications a lot. Like, I'm just receiving so much email. And when you click that email, it opens the app. Which is like oh. such a U-turn such a for getting me on the app. But yeah. That is happening with me in the case... Wow. That is happening with me in the case of SMS. Uh-huh. So people are just constantly SMSing me. Mm-hmm. And I get many text messages and I cannot switch off text text messages because again, I think if I am not around, I don't want people to contact me by calling me. Mm -hmm. I just want them to send me a text message if I'm not available on WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. So I just, I want to keep that option always open. Mm -hmm. And many companies these days are giving, uh, sending text messages and I've tried blocking these numbers but there's always some new person who is advertising through texts and i'm just now tired of blocking people yeah yeah i mean i'm lucky enough that i don't have many text messages coming in on the new number at least but yeah i completely relate to what you're saying 